Good evening and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. How was that for the intro giggles? Is that right? Oh, you got a spot on today, yeah. I mean, first time. First time, yeah, <laughs> first time. I'm delighted to be joined this evening here, as you can hear, Giggles in Giggles' lovely home here in St Kilda West. Great to be back, Giggles. Yeah, it's good to be back. A bit of, a bit of heat again. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have, have a bit of warmth. Shawnee, welcome along. Welcome back, lads. Welcome back. It's been... Four weeks, I think, since our last episode. It's been a long stint. Um, but we, Giggles just got back on Sunday, and I got back on Sunday as well. So we were thinking of doing one over the over the Skype. It just didn't work out with timelines, and Shawnee's very busy schedule here. So yeah. we're, we're all back in the one room tonight again. Hashtag Shawnee's very busy. Hashtag very busy. Shawnee's not busy at all. <laughs> Which is great. Lots happened since since we left. Um, we've had, obviously, the Club of Ireland's been played. We've had a league finals being played. We're going to talk about, about that. We've had the football wrap up as well, um, and now we're into the, the designated club month, supposedly, and we're, we're looking forward to the championship starting off in May. So today's show, we're going to talk about those uh, club Ireland final and the hurling league final. We've got the famed Giggles Corner back again, a different iteration this week, and we have a, a prize this week, Giggles. We have competition time based off the Giggles Corner. I won't give anything away yet, but the... The winner of the competition will get an uh, inter-county jersey of their choice uh, given to us by O'Neill's. So it has to be O'Neill's jersey, lads. Yeah. So if you're from Waterford... You don't get in. You, you, well, you, or you, you can you can, you can you get, get a Mayo jersey, maybe. Or Kilkenny jersey. No, I don't yeah. want a Kilkenny yeah. jersey. No, you want a Mayo jersey. So an O'Neill's inter-county jersey of your choice and size. So that's a great prize brought from O'Neill. So thanks very much to Antoinette and Eileen for looking after us there on that one. Um... So yeah, let's get into it. We'll, up first, we'll have a chat about the, the Club All-Ireland and the league final last Sunday. Well, we ended up getting spoiled for choice with the Club All-Ireland Hurling Final, lads. We got a cracking game the first day, high drama, and the Pierce should have won the first day, Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were just way more aggressive in the tackle, and when I was at home, I was chatting to one of the lads from Kula, and he was saying, whichever way you turned, where he was playing in the forwards, Nicky Kenny, there was just two... Uh, are treating the Piercy lads on top of you constantly and I think you saw that especially when you looked at Conor Callaghan like we we're all looking for Con to light the place up and in fairness to the guy Mike Casey I'd say Limerick will be looking forward to getting him back again he's a serious back serious player and he just he managed he, he, I think he had better hurling than Con. I think Conor Callaghan was kind of Conor Callaghan's a phenomenal athlete now so not taking anything away from him he just put down the list of stuff that he's won but He's not one of the best hurlers in the country now. We, we we can safely say that. His hurling is a little bit limited. He has the athleticism. And a guy like Mike Casey was marking him and really got the better of him the first day. Mm-hmm. I think Napiersig obviously will be kicking themselves in the teeth. In particular, Shane Dowling. He had a, p- a free 45 yards in front of the goal. One you would have backed him to score. He would he would he put it over 999 times out of 1,000. And yeah. with his blindfold on, I'd say. And he drove it wide. Didn't think it would cost him in the end, but... 
went down the field Sean Moore and got the 21 yard free and the rest is history I suppose yeah like I, I thought when I saw that I was saying to you just before we came on air there when I saw that in, in real time I didn't think it was a free I was like oh my god there was no way that was a free but on the replay back it was it was clearly a free there's a lot of money in cool as well there were a few referees tied up <laughs> oh definitely there was no question it was a free but just back on Conor Callan as well like the he was completely outplayed in probably most most of the second game as well but particularly in the first game he was completely outplayed by a better hurler and you hear a lot of um, a lot of pundits and, and people talking about Conor Callan being a brilliant hurler and if he was playing inter-county hurler he probably wouldn't be the best hurlers in, in Ireland I think Tommy Walsh even said it at the time and like it, I, I don't think I can't see it at all like he's a superb athlete complete athlete but when it comes to his hurling ability I think it was shown up and it was shown up in club level like so yeah. I think this myth about him being you know one of the best hurlers in Ireland is, is needs to be squashed really but no one saying that he did deliver in the last five minutes of the replay which probably won, won, him, won him the game himself and shoot it yeah and that comes out of fitness as well like he's got a serious left hand side in him he can get on the ball he can get away he from players like player yeah on, but you, you compare him to TJ or, or Jason Ford or these guys who have wrists of Rolex wrists as they call them, and they're on and they're on better players as well. Like I know I know your man Casey is a superb player and he'll be, he will be on the Limerick panel or the Limerick team in fact. But like definitely, I don't. I think this myth about Conor Callan being one of the best hurlers in Ireland is just bullshit, really. Yeah. Yeah, and I think look, we got two cracking games though. To be fair, like oh. the standard in those matches and the pace to our play that. Was, was fantastic you know what I mean like it was helter skelter the whole way through for that time of year and even going up to Port Leash like oh look it won't be as good now after being in Crow Park phenomenal game I thought the Port Leash game was way yeah. better and I the home it, yeah. the home yeah. in Port Leash as well the, yeah. with the crowd because no, no matter what in Crow Park when even there was still 27,000 there like it's lost in an 80,000 seater stadium whereas you probably had 10 to 12,000 I think it was at the replay and it was it was buzzing. It was, and you, you had know the, I mean? the cooler, what to call them, the cooler social, cool ultras, the cool ultras down yeah. doing the clap. You had the whole gang from the Pierce coming up expecting to win after the first day, and it was just phenomenal. I think jumping into the second game, it was probably a, a ninety second burst by Kula. It a serious yeah. goal from Nicky Kenny. First touch didn't the ball wasn't in his, his hand for a millimeter of a second, and he buried it in the bottom corner, and then Mark shoot a did what he does best he was obviously injured for a good bit of time coming into the game he hadn't as much match practice which meant he actually pretty had a very bad game the first day but won the ball 35 yards out near the sideline took on his man took on a second man shortened up buried yeah. it and suddenly in the piercing are six points down and Connell Callan won one two is it two or three frees near the end as well so, so that was it, yeah. You, you thought Cool had the game wrapped up six points up and next thing Napierce go on and score one four uh, without reply and suddenly they're a point up and you're thinking cooler after blowing this thing again and as you said Shawnee Conor Callahan and Mark Shute were the, were the two boys mm. who won the ball to create the last three scores and cooler went down and won by two points and I suppose they're the fifth team in history to do um, fifth team in hurling history to do a back-to-back club All-Irelands yeah. I, I thought like I thought really um, and the Piercig were very disappointing though the second day and not, not in terms overall like they, they, they held with Kula all the way and probably you know as you said it was a, a bit of a burst near the end but like I think their their forward really underperformed and maybe it was down to the Kula backs tightening up a bit more but compared to above and Crow Park where they seemed to have, maybe they exploited the space a bit more but their forwards up in Crow Park were much, much more live and much more on the ball. But down in Port Leash, I think they didn't seem to actually find that space or, or even make that space for themselves. And I think they were, they were a bit disappointing, I thought, the second day. 
Yeah. Yeah, and look, I think, look, overall, Kula were the farm team throughout, probably throughout the whole campaign. Yeah. You alluded to Giggles and... Giggles called it. Giggles called it early, early on, unfortunately, and he was right. And to go back-to-back is no mean feat to win Club All-Ireland's. Like, it's whatever about in your own county, no. but to go and win Club All-Ireland's is an amazing feat. And it does bode well for Dublin going into this year, I think, you know, like, there's probably a few more of that Kula team who are now going to go into the Dublin panel as well. And you'd be thinking Dublin might be pushing for that maybe that third place in, in Leinster this year maybe they might try and nip in ahead of Wexford oh, what's hilarious was two weeks after that game then Cooler were back playing St. Pat's Palmerston yeah. in the first round of the Dublin Championship and they won 114 to 17 like so it's it's like it goes so fast but again I was chatting to Nicky and he was saying the, the, the thought now from this Cooler team is we want to be the first team to win three in a row they're a dedicated oh really ambitious yeah. bunch whether they'll do it or not now is going to be a different story. Again, the Dublin Championship is, very, is a very tough championship to win alone. But How many that, of them, uh, you know, percentage-wise, no, you probably don't know the numbers, but percentage-wise, how many of them would be like non-Dublin? I think there's, about, there's probably about five core of whether they're in the first five players or five percent five players oh, yeah. that that kind of there's there's um darrow connell would be the best player probably he's an athlete he's midfield he, team nicky kenny from kilkenny his point in the is it the second game it was phenomenal down yeah. the line. oh my god you've got shane stapleton there paddy stapleton yeah. from barcelli and you've one or two other guys keen waldron there from freshford and kilkenny and nisha waldron right, yeah. so i think they're the main five players of a panel of 24 but I guess the co- and, and they do make a difference. Jesus, but Nicky Kenny and Shane Stapleton and yeah. Derek Connolly would would make any club team in, in well, the Shane country. Stapleton was a sub though, wasn't he? He was only he came on, on. Yeah, yeah, he came he on. Played most of both games because of injuries. Yeah, Paul Shuley was gone. So you, you do like you've a core, obviously the core and the all top players like Con and Keane O'Callaghan, the two Shooters, the two Tracys. They're all Dublin. Cronin, yeah. they're all they're all cool at born and bred. But you do have a, a kind of a couple of players who will fulfil those roles that might be a weakness in other clubs but like I know we said Cooler were the farm team but Jesus uh, appears to really impressed me yeah. like they went through the harder route they got battered and bruised around the Munster Championship they got two men sent off in the semi-final they had the game wrapped up in the first day in Crow Park mm. and it would have been the perfect championship for them to win but that makes it even like such a, a greater achievement than for Cooler who would traditionally would not be in a, a harder championship than, than the Piershig like so mm. That's that's it why is, it's yeah. more impressive again, like because they wouldn't have yeah. made the quality. Supposedly, wouldn't have made the quality teams. That and to rally in both games as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like come, to no, come from yeah. the well again. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like it's fair going. It's huge. I think Sean Moran has to be on the the Dublin team. Oh, he was so. centre back last year for yeah. me. He's a serious player. Yeah. He uh, or sorry, but I think we'll just say it's definitely the best All Ireland club final in in recent memory. Oh, yeah. without yeah. a doubt, yeah. and it totally eclipsed the football one, which was an absolute disaster. But you're invested <laughs> all the way through both games, yeah. like, weren't you? Like yeah. you didn't know what way it was going to go. Like you. You kind of you'd sway in your own mind what way it was going to go, but yeah. like it really went down to the wire in both games. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. So yeah, look, that wraps up the club All Ireland issue. I just heard on the radio as I was coming out, there's going to be a, like a club All Ireland um, All Stars. Yeah. Which football ones were announced. Yeah, football was announced. Ireland, yeah, yeah, which is great. And I think it's a new initiative that they're going through. So it'll be interesting to see what what way that comes out. It probably will be heavily balanced with I'd say Kula and the Pearce players in the hurling one. But yeah. it's a good it's a good initiative to see great that they're doing that. Yeah. But all right, well, coming up next, we leave there with the club alarm. We're, we're going to talk to Kenny and the civil wears back in the cabinet. <laughs> Henry stood up to a penalty toughest 
penalty he was ever going to face in his life, you know, everything riding on it, he just buried it, you know, and... And was uh, it a penalty, Brian, do you think? Well, Dermot Kerwin certainly gave a penalty, I mean, I, I, if you want to start wondering about all of the frees in the course of the game, you'll have a fairly, fairly busy time, did you think yourself as a penalty, Marty? Well, I, I wasn't too sure, but it, it just seemed a little bit dodgy in, in the replay. I have no idea, Marty. Did you check all the other frees as well to see where they dodge also? <laughs> Maybe you should. Maybe you should. In, in terms of the referee, did you, were you pleased overall? I'm sure you are now, considering you've won the All-Ireland. But did you think he allowed a lot to go? Oh, Marty, please, give me a break. With, uh, the referee, uh, referee, we're supposed to say nothing about referees. I make a habit of saying absolutely nothing about referees. Jeremy McCurvin, I was, I'm certain in my head, was going out to be the very, very, he, very best he possibly could be. You seem to have had a problem with him. You tell me. Okay, lads, league final, Nolan Park, Kilkenny winners yet again. Tip haven't beaten Kilkenny and Nolan Park in over 10 years. How many more Kilkenny stats do you want to throw at us now? I have a lot. (laughs) But all jokes aside, like, you know, let's be honest, we talked about Kilkenny at the start of the year, team in transition, lost the first two league games, got on and won the league. I'm not saying all of a sudden Kilkenny are going to go win all Ireland, but it is a pretty good... Fair dues, yeah. You know, fair dues yeah. coming from where they, where they come from. And I suppose the question mark around a lot of those players is do they have the quality? Now, bear in mind, we know Tipperary missed a number of players on Sunday. Um, but still, it's you hear a lot of commentary during the week from you know, Dottie Regan and Tommy Walsh about the qualities that those players have taken on in terms of buying into that Brian Cody ethos of work rate, yeah. spirit, teamwork. All those qualities were evident in that team on Sunday. For as a Kilkenny supporter, if they'd lost that game, you would be disappointed. But not from what the performance that they're putting yeah. in. I think I think just overall in the league, before we jump into Kilkenny, and it was a phenomenal Kilkenny performance, it's particular uh, from Walter Walsh and TJ Reid, right? You have to and, and Paddy Deegan. But like it's the teams I think this year are so evenly balanced. Like you go back to the league quarter final, we could be talking about the end of Cody if Offaly had got the last point instead of Kilkenny when they were both level at seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um as you said earlier, Kilkenny had lost the first two and then they went down a, a roll and won six in a row. And they won six in a row, probably not by hammer teams. They hammered Waterford and hammered Wexford. But then hammered tight Waterford, game against yeah. Offaly and a tight game against Tip right up until the end. So Everyone's on a very even playing ground, which makes the championship very, very interesting coming up. Um, do do Kilkenny have an All Ireland winning team right now? They probably are better, way better position than they were eight weeks ago. Um, but they're very, very, very heavily reliant on one man. And God bless if TJ Reid got injured, Kilkenny be goosed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, look, I look, think TJ is the marksman at the moment. There's no doubt about. Yeah. It. Now Kilkenny have always probably had, if you look back at the last. 10-15 years a marquee forward who has been their go-to guy whether it was Sheffield or whether it was DJ yeah. and like TJ has stepped up and now he's taken on that mantle and we would be under serious pressure if he wasn't but All he's teams there have it. He's, yeah, he's there now and he's delivering oh, 100%. you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like every team every team has a marks, uh, marquee forward I mean yeah. that's that's nothing yeah. new but I mean it is pretty noticeable with TJ and especially through this league campaign because he's been just racking up huge yeah. huge scores mm. but I think, I think as you were saying there at the start, um, what you allude to is like you can't buy, you can't buy attitude, you can't buy spirit, and you can't buy, you know, hunger, and that's what Kilkenny have, and Kilkenny will keep, will will maintain that through the championship. How far it's going to get them, that remains to be seen. But the people they've or the players they've unearthed 
through this league campaign very good is player, very yeah. very good and they're definitely going to stand to him I mean mm. Parag Walsh is going to be full back and that's that's a given now Paddy Deegan is a, f- a huge huge fine back and cornerback mm. like I think Joey Holland still a bit rickety a bit rocky there I'd say but he always fucking holds his own yeah. you think he's going to get cleaned out what's this language Shari what I thought you swore there in between. Yeah. We never actually we never um, talked about um, Warford relegation in, in this. Um, no, that didn't. That was thing cut off the list. I think. Did we? Jesus. Right, lads. We're, we're, we're happy to talk <laughs> about <laughs> Kinney winning. I, I thought this is a half an hour episode. <laughs> and, and Cork being relegated in the Munster Championship. But anyway, have you yeah. have you prepared something there, Shani? No, 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 no. <laughs> just just rocked into my head there. Yeah. But I think I think this Kilkenny team are very suited to playing in Olin Park. Right, they've got. Like backs there who haven't been exposed to the wide open spaces of Crow Park, marking top quality players right now. Donald Park, Park is a big, is, is a big enough pitch. Uh, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. Who's, who's Kilkenny player? Because and, and it, it was very tight at the weekend. You could you could notice. It's enclosed because the stands are close to the pitch as well, though. It gives that perception of being a lot tighter than it is. It's yeah. not. It's not a small pitch. It's, it's more. It's who's Kilkenny's way of playing. They know. Of course, they're playing at home, like like any team. So it look. Kenny were best team in the league they're league champions Cody has done it again he's pulled another team out of his arse uh, right. who, are, who are absolutely like going to be contenders for the All-Ireland they've won a league and he's done it from where people thought they couldn't do it from so you know it'd be interesting to see now though Cody always gets the, the plot it's like but I, I reckon this year you know all that you know the Kilkenny's game plan right this year has been completely changed They've started short passing. They started. They're starting to come, come with the rest of the pack and 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 having tactics, like oh. openly this year in this league. They've been openly being very tactical in their games. Well, well look, where I, I, I do actually don't think like that comes from Cody. Cody creates the culture, creates the spirit, and is like the man on top, and everything goes through him. But I, it's the guys below him. Well, I think are are actually driving that. It was it was interesting with um, Tommy Walsh on off the ball with Joe Malai during the week saying that. When players went to Cody, when you had those team meetings, he would always be open to suggestions from the players, you know. And he would ultimately make the call on what mm. direction would be going. But if Giggles had an idea, or Shawnee had yeah. an idea, or Liam Mellon had an idea, he listened to it. Yeah. And I, I think what we've seen with Kenny this year is they got caught with the sweeper last year. Kenny traditionally, Tommy Wall said, playing against the sweeper, Kenny could rain ball down yeah. because Shefflin would win ball, Eddie Brennan would win ball. Yeah. Kenny don't have those players yeah. that Martin Comfort win ball, so the sweeper was never a problem. The sweeper is a problem now because we don't have those marquee forwards all around. So they have to work it up through the lines. And they've learned from last year. And they've got more comfortable doing that. I don't think Shefflin now and Comfort and Bice have ever played against a sweeper, though, to be the, fair. Back in, I against Clare, back in, in, I, in Ireland. I know. Clare's played sweeper back yeah. in 2004, back and in 2005. they bet them by two or three points uh, in a replay. You know, they, but they bet them, though. Yeah. But what we, I'm saying to you is, uh, Kilkenny, Tip didn't play a sweeper at the weekend, and no. Kilkenny didn't play short passes. So no, no, I know that. Yeah, Kilkenny have adapted right, their yeah, game in different... So against Wexford... It was very evident Kilkenny were short passing yeah. a lot mm. of balls because they had to get the ball out past the sweeper. Mm. And they were playing they, against the farm team in the league. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is they're not going with a short passing game. They're flexible. No, it's, they're, it's mixing they're, it up. They're, they're adapting it. it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They're yeah. actually coming, they're actually, you know, they're not just using, oh, we'll just use the Kilkenny style and steam steamroll teams yeah. all the way through. No. They're actually being openly, you know, actually sitting back and actually thinking about the game more and saying we actually have to adapt here and we have to change the way we play, change our style and that is a credit to Cody, yes, because he's the man that makes the call at the end of the day. 
But like it's the guys under him who are doing that. Who's the, the trainer this year? Well, it's still McDempsey, Dempsey and, and Derek Lee and James McGarry are still there. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're very lads, we, we can like stay talking. I, I don't mind. Giggs doesn't want to talk about Kenny. No. But are Kilkenny in the top two in the country at the moment for all Ireland contenders? Will they be in the final this year, Liam? I don't think they will. I think they'll be in Ireland semi-final. I think it's going. To, I think Kilkenny are winning the top four. I wouldn't think. Yeah. I still think Tip and Galway with two farm teams are ahead of them yeah. easily. Kilkenny might be third now. Yeah. You know, at Probably the moment, you could, get third, you yeah, could yeah. say they're third now. You'd have to say But that. can he get to an Ireland semi final and, the, you know, they're in with a chance. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're all, chance, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. he's in, like, so. It's like, it's like Man United. Man United, you thought we're going to have a crap season next thing. Ferguson pulls the Premiership out of it. Yeah, yeah. Out of yeah. Nowhere. Uh, no, yeah. I genuinely don't think Kenny are going to win the Ireland, honestly. Yeah. And I said to start when we talked back in January, if Kenny got to Ireland semi final, I'd be happy enough with that. And then you just don't know where it'll go mm. from there. So I, I think that's where we're going. But. Interesting for us here in Australia, Kilkenny haven't won the league final or coming out to play Galway here in November. That's right. Now we're yeah. going to talk about that and hopefully maybe in the next next episode in a bit more detail. There's an Irish festival in November in Sydney and it's going to be fantastic now to see the league champions against the Ireland champions from, from last year. So Giggles, you might have to get the Kilkenny jersey on for that one. No, I won't be doing that. <laughs> I'll have the maroon on before I'll have the black and amber. But I think, I think just one last point on Kilkenny, I think... Kilkenny are going next. Kilkenny's next game is against Dublin, I believe, Liam, in Parnell Park. So if ever a Kilkenny team were set up for an ambush and a dangerous ambush at that, the way they went, we mm. won't go into the championship, but that's going to be a serious game. Dublin yeah. have quite, like, they gave Tip and Ice out game in the quarterfinal while they fell away. They'll have the cooler lads back. Pat Gilroy's a shrewd man. Parnell Park is a fortress oh, and a horrible, horrible place to play. Horrible place to play games. Uh, so Kilkenny obviously are on top of the world now. That'll be a, that's a big game for Kilkenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going. Look and look, and we we're going to talk about this in episodes to come and do a preview of of, of the those round robins. It's going to be fantastic. Those game after game is going to be amazing. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. But look, we will leave Kilkenny there because Giggles is getting upset. We spent too, too much time on it. But um, coming up next for a bit, a bit of Giggles time. Giggles corner fans favorite coming up next. In one single moment, your whole life can turn round. I stand there for a minute, staring straight into the ground. Look, Things were just going through my head, you know, and, and because like, you know, I don't want to leave the people of Warford down, you know, because they're my life, you know. People of Warford are my life, you know, and I, 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 I love, I love, I love my county, you know. We love Jamaica. You know, Okay, we're back with the the most favourite part of the show for the, the listeners out there, Giggles Corner. Giggles, over to you. We're in your hands. Yeah, I, I suppose it's one win for Shawnee and a draw from the from the Who Am I round. So or the Who Am I round. So we're going to do something different this week. We wanted to do a competition because of the jerseys uh, offered or the jersey offered by O'Neills. And I, I guess I was listening to the to the Sunday game and they were comparing TJ Reid to Henry Shefflin and there was all this com- kind of conversation about how do you compare people with um, in different kind of eras. So what I've done is um, I've done up my team of the last 25 years. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and I suppose what we're going to do the competition time is if anyone can send in a team of the team of the last 25 years that's better than my team, they win the jersey. So the team, if, if someone could send it in and the two of you agree that they've sent in a team that's better than mine, you can be the two judges, they'll be the winners of the, of the O'Neill's jersey. All right? 
Right. Is that fair enough? Yeah, sounds good. So okay, yeah, sounds fair. I, I'm just going to go through, and now this is like this. This is pub talk all over Ireland, all over Australia. GA people love picking the best teams of the last millennium, of the last thing. So the last 25 years is 1993. I think Kenny were all Ireland champions. Is that right? Correct. Team? Yeah. And 2018, where Galway are the reigning all Ireland champions from 2017. So I, I, I'll go through it. I've, I've got a couple of subs picked in, but ultimately the competition is only about the first 15. All right. Okay. So in goals, I have uh, the man from Wexford, won an All-Ireland in 1996, Damien Fitzhenry. At right cornerback with nine All-Ireland medals, I've picked the great Tommy Welch from Kilkenny. At fullback with two All-Ireland medals, I've picked Brian Lohan from Clare. And at number four, who hasn't won an All-Ireland medal, I've picked Ollie Canning from Galway. So that's the full back line. The half back line nearly, well, I suppose you could, for me it picked itself. Tommy Welch was obviously visited in the corner, but you couldn't have him not on the team. But the half back line was two All-Ireland medals, Brian Wheelahan from Offaly. Centre back, the great Shawnee McMahon with two All-Ireland medals from Clare. And at number seven with nine All-Ireland medals, JJ Delaney from Kilkenny. Uh, in the middle of the field, I had, um, with eight All-Ireland medals, Michael Fenley from Kilkenny. And with no All Ireland medals, I picked Ken McGrath from Watford. Um, the with your head there, not your heart. With my head, absolutely. Uh, he would have been in centre back, and I think I was making room for Shawnee McMahon. Um, <laughs> the half forward line is an all Kilkenny affair. Um, seven All Ireland medals with TJ Reid. With ten All Ireland medals with the great Henry Shefflin. And with five All Ireland medals, we've got the Dodger, DJ Carey. And then I picked a full forward line of. Number 13 with two All-Ireland medals, Owen Kelly from Tipperary. With one All-Ireland medal, Joe Canning from Galway at 14. And with three All-Ireland medals uh, from the Rebel County, Ben O'Connor. Cork so man in last man, Shawnee. In total, that... You didn't mention Ben O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Shawnee was walking out the door. Yeah. So I guess in total on the 15, you had six, six Kilkenny men. You've got two Galway and two Clare. You've got one then each from Tipperary, Waterford, Wexford, Cork and Offaly. So that's my team of the last 25 years, I suppose. I picked the panel of 24. I'll just go through the subs just for the crack, but listeners don't have to listen. I had Brendan Cummins as sub-goalie. And then from 17 to 24, I'd pick Joe Dean, John Milan, Kieran Carey, Eddie Brennan, James O'Connor, Dermot O'Sullivan, Paul Flynn, and Richie Hogan. That was my squad. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't have John Milan in there. On the starting team? Yeah. Well, I think I think if you go back through the years, especially in the noughties, Owen Kelly in particular from Tipperary mm. used to carry that tip team mm. on and he used to score two twelve or thirteen every single championship game. He was a serious outfielder. But I guess guys, mm. before we go to listeners, what's your thoughts are who who's missed out there? You're I suppose I don't know what I want to say too much because I don't want to influence the listeners about what we want to pick. Everyone you mean? won't be influenced. Everyone will have their opinion on this league. But I'm ended up picking the one though. Do you know what I mean? If I say I think that, that should point. be in there they'll go I'm going to put that one in because I want the jersey that's a fair point too let's, that's, that's a fair point too let's we'll go off of what so. we think yeah. until the next keep episode dry. yeah we keep our powder dry that is a great one Giggles you're doing great work there in the Giggles corner oh yeah since we give you that little, little project you're doing great yeah I'd like some I, I know job to do <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how do you enter the competition team I'm not great with the Twitter and the Facebook now and all that oh, you know how to do that okay so. so two ways to enter three ways you on Twitter on Academia. What I reckon you do is you go into your notes on your phone, on your iPhone, or on your on your Android. Type up your one to fifteen, screenshot it, and send it in as a, a as a photo to Academia. You can also direct mail us. 
The second way is to email us, which is g'dayga at gmail.com. That's g'dayga at gmail.com. Or the final way is you can send it to us on Instagram. So again, type it up in your notes on your phone, screenshot and private message us on Instagram, which is g'dayga. So there's three ways to get it into us. So, Twitter, Instagram and email. Yeah, and again... Thanks very much, Johnny's, for sponsoring that prize. That is a great one. Now I think we'll get a lot, a lot of traction. And if, it, if, 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 some, if, if you agree that my team is the best, obviously I get the jersey. Is that fair? Yeah, but you don't get a war for one. Well, we get to pick jersey. the jersey for you. <laughs> <laughs> we can't rig the first yeah. prize, the first competition we have. Giggles. Well, yeah, no, that's great. Okay, we'll leave that one with the listeners. Make sure you, you, you get onto that one, and we'll and we'll debate the winner on our next show, Johnny. All right. No bother. Okay, lovely. All right, well, coming up next, we're going to briefly touch on uh, the football and then we're going to wrap up. To win just once would be enough For those who've lost in life For love, for those who've lost their guys Look what it means to the fans and to the players. Paddy Andrews in there to celebrate for once again defeat is Mayo's lot. Stephen Rochford and his team gave it absolutely everything. Luck just wasn't on their side at the very end of all of that. But it's Dublin who are the champions. It's a record of achievement that must be acknowledged. Final score, Dublin 117, Mayo 116. Okay, lads, we're getting towards the end of the show here. We're going touching on where we're up to a football so far this year. Football hasn't got much love off us at the first few episodes of the year, but we're looking forward to getting into it now, especially where it's going to be an exciting season with the Super 8s. But the league has finished up with Dublin getting a fair rattle in that league final against Galway. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a, it was a, the football is a killer because the league is actually better than the championship, right, until the last quarter final. And you've had all the good teams playing against the best teams in the country and you have a great games in Division 1A, you have a great games in Division 2, 3 and 4 because like ability teams are playing against each other and now we're going into the Connacht Championship where bloody Roscommon are playing Leitrim and if they beat Leitrim, which they'll beat them, they're one game away from the Super 8s whereas you've got the flip side where you've got the Ulster teams going into an unbelievably hard championship, you've got Galway and Mayo in the first round of the time. It's just very hard. But going back to the league, I think the league was really, really good. As you said, Liam, Dublin uh were beaten by Monaghan in their in their last group game and then they were they were draw they drew with Galway in their second last game and then Galway ran them close up in Crow Park. So it looks like there might not that there's a chink in the armour, but some of the teams are catching up with them. Yeah, I think um first of all we had a, a complaint from a long time listener, occasional texter Conor Costello <laughs> on about the lack of football talk on the uh, on the podcast and especially his beloved Galway. Um, just back on the league wrap up, I think we did we do we do see uh, two new teams to the table and I would say Galway and and Monaghan. I have to mention Monaghan as their uh, my in laws <laughs> are all Monaghan. So, but in fairness, Monaghan actually come to the table and had a superb league game or a superb league um, a league run this year. Um, they beat Dublin. In Crow Park, yeah, which right, was yeah. which was a huge win in front of the in front of the Dub supporters. Um, they have a, a 
fair bit of strength and depth that you wouldn't think. They've got the third, third or fourth least population in Ireland and have maintained Division 1 status for the last four years, yeah. which is a phenomenal record for them or an achievement for such a small county. Um, Galway are, have really put it up to, to, to Dublin in the final and, and showed like that they're, they should be delivering this year now. They did, they did the same last year with the league run in, in, um, in Division 2 and came up to Division 1 this year and kind of faded out a bit in the championship after beating Mayo. Um, but I think, I think there's a few teams coming up after stepping up to the mantle and yeah. I think they're, they're two teams I'll be watching out for this yeah. year. The thing with Galway is though, Crow Park has always been their graveyard in the le- since 2001. It has, but they put, they put in a good performance in the league final. I think. They did, yeah, yeah. but the, the, the provision, provincial ground seemed to suit them, a tighter brand of football, especially now what they're doing with Kevin Welch and they've got the guy in from Armagh, his name escapes me now, who, who trained St Mary's up in Antrim to win the Sigerson. He plays a more defensive style of football. That's what Galway are doing. And then on the break, and then they've got Damien Comer in at full forward, and he is a man mountain. He he's the new Michael Murphy. Like. Ox, isn't yeah. he? He's an, and he, but he's a better Michael, better version of Michael Murphy uh, because he just takes on. But I Michael wouldn't say Murphy, that, yeah. But, but Michael Murphy, like a lot of time, will hit a wall and, and come back out again and, and recycle. Damon Comer just rips through it and just yeah. rips people out of the way. Dublin had two men on him in the league final. And he destroyed both. destroyed yeah. um, Johnny Cooper and um, Philly McMahon. Philly McMahon. Yeah. Just swatted him out of the way. Yeah, he's a serious. He's, he's an absolute beast yeah. of a man. Yeah. Well, speaking of Michael Murphy and, 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 and Donegal, they're, they're the team now that got relegated with Kildare. Yeah. And like I was watching the game with my dad on thing and Mayo were 13 10 down going into the 69th minute. Cornerback O'Donoghue who came up got a point, Mayo got a free, and then seventy fifth minute Kevin McLaughlin with an absolute wonder point. Ten steps. <laughs> and Mayo are safe and Donegal are relegated. Yeah. Yeah. And to get to get the result up there, yeah. I think it was just some Donegal hadn't lost the game in that ground in Yeah. Bally before, yeah. Bally I don't know it was like twenty something years. Now I know they didn't lose the game. Yeah, they still but, didn't lose the game. But they got the, the draw, the draw was what relegated them, like you and know. They got a draw against Dublin two years ago in Bally Buffet that relegated them as well when they should have won. Mm. Uh so it's, it's kind of a team but I don't Donegal have made a bit of progress this year under Bonner but it's just it's just a very good league like Kerry won three lost three and I don't know did they, did they draw one as well it's it's an inter- it's going to be a very interesting championship um, once it gets down to the Super 8s part of it but um, again Dublin were kick- kicking on without Dear McConley without Conor Callaghan cruised like, through the league really yeah they're, 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 they're all the looks for four in a row Mayo, who've been like so close to them for the last couple of years, are getting hit with serious injuries and serious performance issues. But again, I suppose for the last two years, that would have been the same. A lot, Mayo have a lot of players up in Dublin. Galway are majorly coming. <coughs> I suppose Conor Costello, if he'd stay away from the old football and play a bit more hurriedly, wouldn't be as, as injured as often. <laughs> he, he, he should maybe think about that. But no, his beloved Galway are going to put in a shot. Kerry are going to come. Cork gave a stint last year, yeah. they, but but they don't look like they're going to do anything this year, and they're down Division mm. Two again. Cork are down Division Two, and and last probably I think it was the last four games in Division Two, like, yeah. so they're they're nowhere to be seen. They'll get blown slotted aside yeah. in, in Munster. Kerry will come out of Munster. Kerry don't look that great either. They didn't look mm. great through the league. Yeah. Um, they're young, they have, though. but they have those young like Clifford and those guys coming through, and they'll be blooding them throughout the year. But I can't see them. They're not going to challenge Dublin mm. this year. Galway, if they get if they get that momentum going, they'll they'll have to come through the front door through Connacht. I think they will. I think Galway will, will mm-hmm. go through Connacht. I think Mayo. I've serious doubts over Mayo. I don't know what they're gonna do. It doesn't look like they're gonna do much this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Tyrone yeah. look good though again they're built on last year look Tyrone don't have the game for Dublin though. that's the only thing they don't have the game style for Dublin True. I think Manon I'd like to see Manon obviously from a personal point of view see Manon do well this year yeah. mm. um, and it be interesting can they, see can they build on that and and see what they go to and look, this, this it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how Dublin will go because no matter what going for the four in a row like, you know the longer you go on the harder it is yeah. no matter what you know what I mean so they escaped last year by the narrow margins like you know they're they're still an unbelievable team but it does get harder to keep that performance level up so it's going to be fascinating to watch they'll probably go through Leinster handy enough but once they yeah. get out of there how, it, how it's going to go mm. but um, look we might leave it there now on the football but just obviously, Giggles, you're back. You were back training there last night, your first session since coming back from Ireland. How was the body after it? I oh, know, I got off the plane and played the game on Sunday, like you now. And I went training on Tuesday, and I was back training Wednesday. You were down training with the girls there, so I talked to Ashley and Louise. Yeah, I how was, was nursing. How was that? I was nursing, I was nursing a, an injury I picked up from playing at home, Giggles. Now, I didn't play any good or anything like that, but I ended up picking up a hand injury within the first... 15 minutes of playing a junior A challenge match yeah no the body wasn't great now after two <laughs> weeks of drinking and eating black pudding I tell you yeah. <laughs> he got, Giggles got through a fairly hefty session last night he went all the way through did all the burpees did all the push-ups did all the sprints didn't get sick did. either I was and didn't get sick <laughs> <laughs> usually I'd never be good for an old vomit or two <laughs> fair, he was throwing a fair few shapes he yeah. came back in some shape yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, we, and Liam was over on the sideline. Liam didn't participate in training. Kind of a solo Liam, session. Liam was doing solo session, doing the, all the band work and yeah. all this new age type of stuff. When you get to my age work. now, it's all about kind of maintaining. <laughs> You're the youngest of the three of us by about five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not the youngest body though, I wouldn't say. But anyway, look, we'll leave it there. We didn't have any biscuits tonight. We're all kind of on a diet after the, the trip back home, including Sean. You were kind of looking out for him as well as he's pushing towards 40. <laughs> but... Um, We'll be back again next week with an episode and hopefully we'll have plenty of entries into our competition again. Akadegea, gmail.com and Akadegea on Instagram. Giggles, thanks very much for having us. We had the normal tea tonight. We had the low-fat milk. We're on, we're on the ball for the weekend. Shawnee, thanks very much for coming along. You're an hour late, but it's okay. Thanks for coming. Thanks, lads. Cheers. Thanks for waiting for me. Yeah, and this tonight's episode was brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. And thanks very much, lads, again for the prize. So, okay, lads, that's it. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye.